All right, welcome everybody to the Bunger Teams Forum podcast. This is Sid, and I'm here with Akash Menon, who is the head organizer. Should I call you the head organizer, the director? Co-director, one of the three co-directors. One of the three co-directors of Nutch the Cleveland. Uh, it is a Bungara comp, and it's a fusion comp. There's six Bungara teams and eight fusion teams, right? Yeah, eight was set because of the legends, but that was it, yeah. Because of, uh, like, is it a requirement for legends? Yeah, it's a DDN requirement, legends requirement, that eight fusion teams be there if we want to be considered a comp that is partnered with them. So this is like, so for, for all those listening, for all the Bungara people listening... What that means is that this on the fusion side is going to be a very epic competition. Yes, should be. Hopefully, that's the goal. Because <laughs> this is like, is this a like? Does it work like a bid or is it like points? So legend, legends is actually Elo rating, so they take scores into consideration. They take strength of schedule into consideration. They take strength of lineup into consideration. There's a lot of math involved that I'm not too sure what's going on, but it's a lot more involved than just bids and bid points like it has been in the past. That's hype. Nice. I think it's a much nicer form, uh, format. So you're calling out BA right now? Yeah. <laughs> BA was fun and all. Pretty bad experience though last year. So. Oh, man. You're going there. <laughs> Dude, funny story. Um, we actually, as in first class Barnard, got into BA as a exhibition, Dude, as an exhibition you. team. It was and the worst one. So, dude, we were so hyped about doing it, but at the same time, they were like, they they came back to us and they're like, six hundred bucks for registration fee, right? Yep. And I, and and I was sitting there like, what, like, what are we paying six hundred bucks for, right? And we 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 weren't gonna go to the mixer, we weren't gonna get show, like we we weren't able to watch the show. We were yeah, just pay hundred like, dollars and not even get a dressing room, we just like be in the corner somewhere and like come in. I, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, what do we like? I, I was Chi-town, like, Chi-town paid over like two thousand dollars to be there. That just that just blows my mind. Like, I emailed them. We're I shouldn't say I like Rohan emailed them back. We're like, can we like knock this down to three hundred or something? Like, if you're not gonna like, if we're not gonna if we're not gonna be able to watch the show. Like, Usually, out of the like thirteen plus comps I've been to, the worst comp organized that I've ever been to. Man, BA, if you're listening, <laughs> take a hint. Um, all right, so end of the mixer, man. How are you gonna serve food at the end of the mixer? Oh, oh. <laughs> well, all right. So this is this is not a part of the conversation, or what's supposed to be part of the conversation. But tell right. us what went wrong at Bollywood America, and like, because obviously, like, you know, we we you know we had this we had a conversation before we started recording this of like what we we're gonna talk about and why you started NDC. Um, and what you guys try to accomplish through NDC, like the experience you try to deliver. So, you know, since you're pretty open about talking about Bollywood America. Um, uh, well, like, I don't want to be like the one just like calling them out the entire time. But like as from a dancer's perspective, it just seemed that sometimes we weren't the focus of the competition. And that's pretty much what it came down to. But it's been discussed. If you really want to find out more about it, go Hop on that DDN Facebook page, and <laughs> there's there's multiple people that are open about you know what went wrong from our perspective, from board perspective. I think there's a big disconnect, and it's pretty visible and pretty open for people to see. So legit. So then segueing in, I think is a pretty nice segue with you guys and Nutsley Cleveland because you are one of the founders. Uh, we are talking to one of the founders of Nutsley Cleveland. Everybody, 
know, just tell us. Tell us what you're trying to accomplish, what the vision is when you sat down and you, you know, were with your co-founders as well. What were you guys trying to accomplish? So, like, when me, Huda, and Sagnik first had the idea for Nestle Cleveland, which before had many other names, in the <laughs> fall of 2012 or 2013 originally was wow. when we had the idea. But um, all three of us have danced in multiple circuits, and we really love the experience of competing and bringing people closer together, meeting more people, you know, just growing our networks in a more personal, fun way. Um, one of the things we realize at these comps is sometimes competitions seem there for the competition's benefit more so than the dancers. Um, we kind of want to shift the focus back on why we all perform, why we all dance. It's for us, you know, it's not for to say like, oh, you went to this competition. It's for you guys to say that you put on this performance, you competed this way, you performed a certain way, you, you know, you, you're doing the art, you're performing your set. And that's what we want to keep the focus of our competition on. So and that's kind of like what we founded ourselves on. We keep everything that goes on for NDC is focused on the dancer experience. So four dancers by dancers. Ex that's literally our tagline. I forgot to say that, but yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> Um, legit. Um, what, so like when you guys, you know, as dancers, since you guys are dancers, like what, um, what kind of things did you look for when you guys are selecting the lineup when it comes to, you know, the, what, what teams did with their audition tape, what you'd like, what you didn't like, um, you know, balancing, you know, potential, like, you know, the balance between selecting, cause a hot topic on the Bangar circuit right now is, you know, competition selecting the same lineup or how do you like, how do you balance known teams versus newer teams? Like, what do you guys try to do? Well, I mean, so first things first, please use a like nice 1080p min camera. Um, I can't tell you how many times we open up a video, you know, and see like a fuzzy picture where you can't really see anything or it's just bad quality. That obviously already turns us off because, you know, you haven't taken the time to show us that you care enough to record a nice video for a competition that you were like spending money to apply to, you know, so keep that in mind first. But um, as far as what we look for, we look for, I mean, what we do is we, we base our rubric off of last year's competition rubric. Um, so while I'm the only one on our board that is involved in the current Bunger circuit and, you know, I'm the only one with more Bunger experience, I guess, um, we still know enough about the dance form to, you know, have an idea of what's going on. And we, we look for cleanliness, synchronization and execution. Um, you know, it's pretty obvious which teams sit there and clean before an audition video and which teams just record an audition video. Um, we really look for people that spend the time and actually put effort into it. I can't tell you how many videos we've gotten of, you know, teams recording like a random practice in a, in a gym or something. And, you know, we're just sitting here like, did they did they really send this to us? Is this is this what they want us to judge compared against other teams who clearly it's been, you know, they've spent hours of practice on or hours of work to put in that they put into it. Um, so that, that's like a huge thing we do. And, um, you know, we don't know any of these teams. Um, I'm like I said, I'm the only one currently involved with the Bunger circuit right now. Uh, um, but what we do is we have an outside person collect all of them. Um, use a random number generator, assign each one of those videos a number, then we upload them, and then we watch the video where the title is only the number. Um, so 
yeah, I may know a few people here and there, but you know, when it comes down to it, so many people dance with so many different teams nowadays that it's really hard to tell for me, at least I'm a second, second, or like a super, super senior at this point. So I don't really know who's involved undergraduate and everyone who's older dances for whoever the hell they want to. So, <laughs> so like, you know, so I guess like you're going with like, you kind of don't know who you're watching. Right. So there, so like, Again, so like kind of like out of all three of us, I would be the one that has the best idea, and even I don't know most of the time because I'm watching the dance. I'm not watching the individuals. So then, so then there's really no balance of newer versus like known teams. Correct. Um, yeah, we don't we don't focus on that again. Um, like we set the we set the standard. We're trying to set the standard of being fair when we judge these applications. But we say they're going to be anonymous, and they are. Um, it's not like, oh, they're anonymous, but not really. And I feel like sometimes competitions do 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 that, but <laughs> that's something we try to avoid. Got you. So then, like, you know, what about what about that concept that you know you're taking local teams, like for ticket sales and stuff like that? Like, does that play a factor for you guys? So uh, we don't do that like from the get-go we don't do that based off the applications we receive once we say like oh look we see that you know spartan bunger has applied we're not going to immediately take them because they're a local team um we judge everyone fairly and then once all the uh, scores have been submitted and solidified and so we can't edit them anymore we then look at the names and then you know if there's like maybe a two-point differential between a team that made it in and then is on the wait list and it's a local team versus a non-local team yeah at that point we'll look into you know, maybe favoring the local team to bring in ticket sales because as much as we are dancer focused, we do have to unfortunately operate on a budget and bringing in the most money helps us, you know, continue the competition experience year after year. Yeah, no, that's definitely a fair point. You need to, you need to sell tickets <laughs> so that we have, we all have a stage to dance on. So no right. doubt, no doubt. Um, you know, kind of going into, you know, talking about budget and all this stuff, uh, a hot topic currently on the circuit is judging. So when it comes to selecting your judges, what kind of things are you looking for? I would imagine budget came into the to the into the fold. Uh, right. So like, what kind of things can you educate folks on? So at least for Nasty Cleveland, we're not we don't look for you know only folk judges or only modern judges. Um, we look for judges that have experience. Um, you know, we take a look at judging resumes. We have a you know extensive judges application for those of you that filled out. I'm sure you guys know. Um, but budget, unfortunately, does come into play at certain points. You know, as much as judges like having round trip, round trip flights covered from whatever location they may be at, um, I sometimes feel like they don't understand how much goes into planning and executing a competition. So for, at least for NDC, we have a budget of probably $30,000. And round trip flights for one judge is almost five thousand or $500 from whatever location. And that's usually the, the lower end of it. So for three judges, it's going to be almost 1500. And then we're a double comp with Bunger and Fusion. So if we did the same thing for the Bunger judges that we're doing it for the Fusion judges or vice versa, that's going to be $3,000 extra on top of the 30K that we have to you know, put through. And it's really difficult to do so. So while experience is our number one thing um, so that we look for, we also look for if people are close or if people are willing to, you know, travel on their own dime. We'll, we'll, once you're in Cleveland, we'll provide for you. 
that's what our motto is. Like, if you can get yourself here and you can make sure that you're available and we don't have to provide all this great, like, flights or any anything other extraneous for you guys, we'll take care of you guys because you're here to, you know, help the community out as well. I think that's a really good thing to say for, like, judges to be able to hear that kind of thing. Because I know, like, you know, in the past, judges have been burnt on, you know, like, uh, false promises and stuff like that. So it's good mm-hmm. to me. It's good to hear that, you know, you guys are upfront about what you guys what you guys can and can't do you know um, that's the one thing that like we've like tried to do as well um we're not trying to guarantee anything that we can't guarantee we're not trying to promise anything we can't promise um i think that's the best way to be as a competition when people know what they're to expect and they know what they're going to get out of it makes the whole weekend a lot smoother so like what kind of things uh what kind of things can the teams expect from the competition experience so, like I said before, we're we're dancer focused. Um, I'm never gonna go out of my way and like pull that. Oh, I'm a board member. You have to listen to me right now. Yeah, there's times where you have to do that, and I'm, everyone understands that. But you know, you these teams are taking the time to come out from where they're at. They want to show off their performances, how much uh, you know time they put into it. So if that means like I have to find a different room for a dancer at 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. in the morning because I still need to practice a little bit, yeah, I'm gonna try my best to do that. Um, it's really focused on making sure that the dancers and the teams have whatever they need to, to put on a successful show because like, that's why I joined the circuits is because I love dancing and competing, not because of, Oh, I get treated so nicely at these comps or, you know, I'm here for this. It's, you know, I, it's kind of hard to describe, but we're here to give you a good experience for you to take that experience, tell the younger generations about it, get them more involved about how it, exciting it is to dance at these competitions and learn and grow not only as a team but by watching other teams as well that's huge i feel like that could be a whole episode and a half about like (laughs) different things that committee uh members should know about like on how to like yeah it it, it is you know it's not even just going i wouldn't even call it going above and beyond you know like it's just being able to think it's bare minimum man like you guys are taking you guys are spending the money to come here Right, if we treated you like a bunch. If we were a bunch of assholes to all the teams that are coming in, why would you pay money to do that every time? It's clutch. That's such a that, that's you know so many like you know I don't mean to call anybody out, but I think that like every single organizer should hear that, whether they're good or bad. You know, just it's just it's so true. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, and and so like you guys ran you guys ran NDC last year for the first time. I I, I do kind of want to ask you. You said that you guys got the idea back in 2012, 2013, but it took until 2016 to actually throw the comp. What kind of, what, what were like, like, why did it take so long? Or is there any backstory so, to that? 2012, we all, mo- both me, Huda, Sagnik, all three of us were still in school. Um, that was Kismut's first year, Case Kismut, um, founded that as well. But we Damn. got into the comp, <laughs> we got into our first comp and it was a really fun experience. And we we're like, hey, you know, it'd be cool to throw our own. Cleveland has a geography for it. We have, you know, multiple teams around us. We're a good loca- central location. Um, reason it took so long is, I guess, lack of experience, I think, is probably the best, biggest one. Um, at that point, we'd only gone to one competition, and Sognik and Huda had graduated as well after a year. So I was the only one undergraduate, and I was on Kiss Month. I took a little break for a little bit, started on the Bunger Circuit, and that, like, got me more hype to like start our own um my first bunger competition was punjabi or richmond mela 
So it was a crazy weekend with my team, um, unforgettable. And, you know, having that kind of experience was like, kind of reminded me like why I liked going to competitions and how other people could benefit from having like going to one in Cleveland. So yeah, it took a little bit more time, but I think that having the experience of being on Kismuth and going to these comps and being on Bungaran, you know, going to these comps, like gave me more insight on how to actually go through about planning. And then by that time with Sognik and Huda, you know, a little bit older than I, having experience in the working field or the postgraduate fields um, really helped us to plan it out better. And having that experience in a, you know, organizational sense was really, really helpful. That's legit. So like, what would you suggest to, if there was an organizer that, you know, cause again, like you, you got the idea when you only went to one competition, right? And right. I think that there is a complaint by many dancers that have gone to, to different competitions that, you know, there are people that throw the competition that have no bunger experience or any competition experience. Um, like not just, it's not even just inexperienced, but like they're just not familiar at all. Maybe even with the dance itself. So like, what would you suggest to a competition organizer? That's well, like, Hey, I want to throw a comp because yeah, it's awesome. But I, you know, only, I've only, even, I've only, I've only been an attendee of one comp. Like, what would you like the, that in, inexperienced, right? Well, what would you right. suggest to them? I mean, the first thing is you have to like, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but is establish a vision of why you want to have the competition, right? Once you know that you can you know, like do whatever you want. Um, in like, as far as planning the comp goes, um, if you've ever watched the Ted talk, Simon Sinek, golden circle of like, why you need to know why you're doing something before you actually go and do it. Um, and that's what like, I guess really took us a decent amount of time to figure out for ourselves too, is, you know, why we wanted to throw an SD Cleveland is again, because we wanted to be dancer focused. So if you have a vision that you guys think that you can execute properly, and even if it is just from watching, just make sure that it's a it's you know a realistic goal to have make sure that your your vision is like actually attainable and then if you think if that those two things have been vetted then i think there's nothing that can you know deter you from actually holding a competition and then as long as you keep in your mind too that this is you're you're holding a competition for the performers to you know present their art and not because you want to like walk around having a big dick because you threw a competition <laughs> That's that's literally it. I've seen, I've been to comps where that's been like that. I'm not going to call any comps out, but <laughs> I've, I've been to a comp. I've been to many comps like that. And it gets very frustrating when the dancers aren't the focus of the competition. So, yeah, I feel you on that one. <laughs> uh, in comparison to year one, like, is there, is there something you guys are doing different this year? Any learning experiences, stuff like that? No, not Really, actually, um, I think we're a little bit more organized on the back end of things, on the more administrative side of things. Um, last year, our organization was not a 501c3 nonprofit, which we are this year. Um, makes things a little bit easier as far as financials go. Um, we thought it would help out with sponsorships. And unfortunately for us, that just didn't work out that way this year. It's still pretty big of a struggle um, coming from a small community, trying to get you know major sponsors to give us the kind of money that is needed to run this kind of competition. But, um, you know, we kept the vision the same. We kept the goals the same. Um, we got a lot of good feedback last year. It was a lot of small things here and there of like, oh, you could do this better. You could change this. And it might be a little bit more fun. And 
So we did that, and then we're trying to get the larger communities involved. You know, we're, we're ta- partaking in activities like this. Um, we're part of the Legends uh, on the Fusion side, and it, we're just trying to expand our reach, but still by doing the same stuff that we're good at, I think, is what it comes down to. I got you. Is there, give, us, give us, like, your favorite memory, like, like, the most fun thing that happened last year at the Cobb. Hmm, that's a hard one. I have to, I have to think about that one. <laughs> oh, okay. I, so, shout out to one of the Fusion teams, <laughs> UTSA Sufna. Our tech time got cut. Their tech time got cut halfway through because, you know, our theater is run by a union. Um, oh, and there's nothing there's nothing you can do about that yeah. once you can say that they can't be on stage. <laughs> got to boot them off. This was about five minutes into Sufna's tech time. We literally had to kick them off for, like, a good hour, hour and a half. And, you know, that would throw a, a huge wrench in anybody's schedule. But the fact, I think one of the things that was really, like, good for me at least was the fact that we were able to find time after the Union Hands came back during lighting cues or before, just before lighting cues to, like, you know, fit them in again and say, like, yo, you know what, you came here for this. It's, it, this is our fault that we ran over that has been behind. Um, you know, and then we got so much good feedback from that. It, like, having that kind of feedback makes it, comp organizer feel a lot better than like oh you guys didn't have like Pollock Bonier at the mixer fuck you you know like so. <laughs> you got that as part of your feedback nah but we I've, I've heard stupid things like that before well, okay, <laughs> like, so give us give us a funny thing that came to the feedbacks in the feedback forms um, that came from the feedback your dressing rooms are too small like yes we have control over that you know, I'm very sorry <laughs> <laughs> um you know, one of every, everybody complains about the resources that we have, or you know, resources that we don't have. People forget how much money it costs to run a competition. So I think, like, whenever we see anything that is like we deem to be a monetary issue, we're just like, oh, yeah, we know. Nothing we can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> true that. True that. It's legit. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, you want to give any shout outs to anybody? Shout out to everyone for everything. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, you know, shout out Spartan Bunga. Catch us at our next comp, which is for sh- dude. I actually I don't know. <laughs> You're on the team. You don't know what your next comp is. Well, we don't know which ones we're confirming. We're on the lineup right now for a couple, so we'll be we'll be visible at least a couple times. Legit. So. I would like to thank all of you for listening to this episode of the Bungar Teams Forum podcast. Shout out to Akash Menon for taking the time out to do this podcast. I do understand that it takes a lot of time and effort to be a director of a competition. Uh, so we appreciate his uh, effort and taking time out to talk to us and do an interview with us. Do look out for his competition on February 18th in Cleveland, Ohio. You can go to nutchthecleveland.org for more information. And do stay tuned for more episodes of the Bunger Teams Forum podcast, more interviews, more panel discussions. And if there's something that you would like us to talk about or find an interview or anything that you just want to listen to, shoot us a message on Bunger Teams Forum. Just shoot us a personal message, and we will do our best to accommodate any request. Thanks, and have a wonderful day.